cheerful, slightly ominous music fades in. Chris Dunn. Welcome back, survivors, to another episode of Life in the World to Come, where we dive headfirst into the chaotic, unpredictable, and sometimes downright bizarre future that awaits us. I'm your host, Chris Dunn, Will Wood. And I'm Will Wood, your guide through the twisted alleyways of tomorrow's world. Whether you're hunkering down in a bunker or fashioning weapons from yesterday's tech, we've got the advice you need to thrive in the post-apocalyptic landscape. Chris Dunn. Today, we're tackling a topic that's as dangerous as it is fascinating, mutant flora. That's right, we're talking about those overgrown, sometimes sentient plants that have started popping up, like well, weeds across the wastelands. Will Wood. From the Venus human trap to the telepathic tumbleweeds, we'll tell you how to identify, avoid, or if you're feeling particularly brave, utilize these botanical oddities. So grab your notepad, survivors. It's going to be a wild ride. Chris Dunn. As always, we'll answer your burning questions, share survival tips, and maybe even enjoy a few laughs along the way. Is this because remember, in the world to come, the best weapon is knowledge and maybe a sturdy machete. Theme music swells and then fades out. Is, the, is, is this a fan fiction somebody wrote about us? No, it's ChatGPT. <laughs> How? <laughs> what? When? I just I I just told uh, when you you said it sounded like I was playing Street Fighter with my keyboard. Yeah, it's because I was uh, asking ChatGPT to write an intro for an episode of Chris Dunn and Will Wood's Apocalypse Advice Podcast, Life in the World to Come. And they figured they know. No, they. I told them our names and I told them what oh, the, I guess what the show is. was. I guess, uh, yeah. Because I was about to say, it's like whoever wrote this clearly has never actually listened to an episode. No. Because no. it's just like, it has to, it's, it's like, it, it, we do not start by introducing the premise of the show. We start by spending 45 minutes talking about like, uh, like come or our dreams. Okay. So hold on a second. Let's <laughs> try like, this. All right. Um, like come or our dreams or what movies we've seen. And after like an hour and a half, we get into the apocalypse stuff. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right. Well, before you, I, I, I do want to like, I did, I, real quick, before you spend too much time, uh, editing and stuff, um, I, I do want, I do want to get something out of the way, uh, kind of a way to like frame this episode going forward, um, just so that you understand what the stakes are. Will Wood. Sorry. What? So so here's the thing about this episode, Will. Oh, I can't, I can't do it. I can't I can't do oh, it. Oh yeah, no, um, it doesn't like come. Yeah, it, won't it let does, me, doesn't let you talk about. Yeah, come. it won't let me talk about come. Yeah, um, it, it it doesn't it's know what okay that is. With and it doesn't like it. It's okay with mental illness and dreams, but uh, right, no, but come is disgusting and wrong. Oh shit. Okay, okay. well here's well, the, well right, here's, now it's ChatGPT is going on and on about mental health. In health and wellness in the world. I'm turning off. It's a good uh, idea. Yeah, yeah. And it's probably yep. for the best because we have to. We, here's the thing. This we isn't gotta... what ChatGPT is for. ChatGPT is for you know uh, d describing and having written for you Bioshock and Last of Us fan fiction right. crossovers. Yes, exactly. Yeah, like very chaste in, Bioshock in the dead of, in the dead of night. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it's we're in a in a weird way it's almost more sexual because it's not sexual at all. Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah, where it's it, <laughs> where it's it, like you don't no, want it to be sexual. No, right. No, right. No. Okay. No. I, I, <laughs> no. No. That's that's a ridiculous thing to say. It's and I feel like it's judgmental and I I I'm not, not that I would ever tell Chat GPT to tell me what it would be like if, you know, uh, uh, Joel from The Last of Us married Andrew Ryan from Bioshock. <laughs> but I'm just. <laughs> Man, I'm thirsty. Thirsty, <laughs> thirsty in this room or what? My All mouth right. is dry. So, so, so here's the thing. Will. All right, you want to just talk about? I'm sorry. I, I do want to. I do want to just like cover something real quick, just yeah. so that we know what this episode is. Okay. So here's the thing. Me and Will, we're going on a little mini tour starting tomorrow. Oh yeah, that's true. We're we're, we're traveling. We're gonna be we're gonna be on the road. We're gonna be uh, performing. We're gonna be doing shows, uh, which means I'm gonna have <clears throat> absolutely no time to edit this episode. So oh, shit, surprise, yeah. Will. Guess what? This one's oh, unedited. Oh Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ! No uncharismatic this week. This episode oh, is a no. fucking 360 no scope. This oh, episode is us doing God. a fucking triple backflip off a sawhorse <sighs> and landing like a fucking statue. 
we gotta fucking nail it dude and we, we already spent a lot of time just like there's a lot of just kind of silent typing already in this one that Jesus is not getting Christ. edited out yeah, uh, well you know <laughs> what like, i might snip it thankfully i might give it a little snip thankfully tonight we have our friends at OpenAI to help us out that's true that's oh fuck that's an excellent idea will Instead of actually having to like put work into doing an episode this week, let's just let ChatGPT. I think that's the way to do it. I'm going to open up the Discord. Yeah. <laughs> and ChatGPT will let's help just, us. Let's literally just copy and paste the questions exactly. directly into ChatGPT. Yes. yes. That's exactly what we're doing. Okay, great. So this is going to be super easy. This is going to be so easy. I don't have to worry about something I'm saying coming across the wrong way and no. then like spending the next week anxious as to whether or not something I said was going to be received poorly. No, we're just going to get self-conscious. You know, it's it's going to be great. Right. We're just going to send, we're just going to enter these questions into computer with zero context and then get mad at it when it doesn't know what we're talking about. Okay. This is great. <laughs> that's, okay. That's the plan, I think, for this episode. Okay. And I'm just going to keep saying words so that there's not dead air while you get this set up. Okay. So we've got a question in the Discord server. Oh. Okay. Welcome everybody to Life in the World to Come. Welcome everybody to Life in the it's World It's an advice show about the apocalypse. You ask us questions about how to survive it and we tell you how. I'm Will Wood. Excellent. And I'm Chris Dunn. You are, you guys actually already knew that from ChatGPT's intro, which frankly right, exactly. was better than It this. was better than ours. They yeah. really, they kind of nailed it. Yeah. And it kind of sucks that I thought it was real. <laughs> I didn't, like... Sometimes I, I, I think that our premise is kind of out there and obscure, but I guess it's not. <laughs> like, you can just pretty put a minimal amount think. of information to ChatGPT, and it can more or less do... It creates the show that this podcast should be it creates the show that this podcast would be if we weren't like almost ideologically opposed to competence right yeah if if i if if my entire life wasn't a desperate struggle to keep it the fuck together yeah then that's what this show would look like i think yeah if i went to the gym more maybe tried <laughs> right? meditating if we were this that's what the chat gpt is able to create a version of what the show would be like if we were both jacked yeah like if we were jacked we probably wouldn't talk about it on the podcast but the podcast would be better and more focused oh absolutely like if i was taking like a scoop of collagen peptides in the morning like i told myself i would yeah you know my skin would be great and this show would be like chat gpt right chat gpt figured out what our podcast would be like if we weren't both allergic to discipline right chat you know? gpt figured out what our podcast would sound like if we both tried lion's mane in the morning Ooh, is that like a is that like a thing you're supposed to do i don't know it's a supplement what is it is good for you cognitively. <laughs> i have no idea what that does but it had the word lion and mane in it's it, pretty cool right? which makes it sound like it's good and for men now brett Favre is really into mushrooms <laughs> really um, and various fungi and like, are you like into brett Favre? i feel like you've mentioned him a couple times on this podcast yeah i mean you know i want to you know i don't share I don't, I don't know if i want to share too much about it but like okay. you know we we, we, we you've, you've hung out a couple times you guys uh we've been getting closer recently you get, okay yeah. all right and, well i won't pry he's been telling me about you know his interests in fungi and the various effects that they have and really how how untapped the field of Jesus mycology fucking, is for a second i thought brett Favre actually was into mushrooms <laughs> i did not realize that brett Favre that you're using you're talking about the same person you were talking about last time you were talking about brett Favre. <laughs> I'm just stupid. I was like, is American football icon? Is is aging football player Brett Favre really into mushrooms? He might be. He's old. He's retired. Maybe he's into mushrooms now. Yeah, maybe. No, this is just the same. This is the same person who left a, a weird cat under your couch. Yes. Okay. The Brett Favre is really into... God, I love Brett Favre so much. <laughs> um, Brett Favre is really into mushrooms, and uh, we've been talking a lot about, you know... Uh, just how in it, it doesn't matter it's okay. not what's important right now right now you can't edit this out uh, <laughs> oh, this, is fuck. A, this is all it's all it's in okay, zero okay, fat wait, 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 zero wait, wait, fat okay. zero fat okay <laughs> yeah. all right here we go uh this is a question for chat gpt we're gonna let chat gpt answer it uh the question is from the discord server it says dear danny elfman and aaron hansen lewis wayne predicted that cats would evolve to stand on two legs grow blue fur and communicate in our languages is this true in the world to come should i dye my hair blue to match my future pet slash roommate unfortunately named but thankful at the same time rachel okay computer What's it have to say? A pig in a cage on antibiotics. Okay. What? <laughs> Here we go. Um, this is what ChatGBT says. Okay. Dear Rachel, it sounds like you've stumbled upon a rather imaginative prediction. 
Louis Wayne, known for his whimsical and sometimes psychedelic illustrations of cats, indeed had a unique and creative vision. However, his ideas about cats evolving to stand on two legs, grow blue fur, and communicate in our languages are more artistic and fanciful than scientifically based. <laughs> Evolution is a slow and complex process driven by natural selection, and it's highly unlikely that cats would develop such specific traits merely to resemble a human-like appearance or behavior. The evolution of a species is influenced by its environment and survival needs, not by human aesthetics or desires. As for dyeing your hair blue to match your future pet slash roommate, that's entirely a matter of personal style. If you love the idea and it brings you joy, why not? Fashion and personal expression are wonderful ways to showcase your individuality and can be changed as often as you like. Remember, the joy of pets often lies in their unique characteristics and the differences they bring into our lives, rather than how in how much they resemble us. Stay imaginative and warm and enjoy your love. <laughs> Say. <clears throat> Stay imaginative and enjoy your love for cats, no matter their color or language skills. Warm regards, your AI assistant. So you you, you know why that was the perfect AI answer? Why? Because it was absolutely jam-packed with information while still somehow managing to say absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. They just said what they said back to them. I think it's Only kind of... Like, okay, so I guess I did the takeaway is, will, will blue cats be a... Uh, no. No, no, they won't. No, <laughs> they, we we entered it into an incre our incredibly sophisticated artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. It ran the numbers. It scanned through all the different scenarios, and uh, no, yeah, cats are going to be normal. Evolution doesn't work like that. <laughs> actually, <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> I mean, obviously, entered into the AI was like cats aren't blue. <laughs> um. Okay, okay, so hold on a second. <laughs> hold on, let me see, hold on. Uh, please answer the question again, but in the tone of Will Wood and Chris Dunn with their unique, imaginative, <laughs> improvisational flair for the surreal <laughs> and... Uh, 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 and postmodern. <laughs> Dear Rachel, Ah, the whimsical world of Lewis Wayne, where cats strut on two legs, their fur a dazzling shade of cosmic blue, whispering secrets of the universe in languages that dance between the surreal and the mundane. But will this be our tomorrow? Will our feline friends evolve into bipedal creatures fluent in the tongues of their human counterparts? Picture this, a world not bound by the dull constraints of reality as we know it, but rather one that twirls and pirouettes on the tips of absurdity and imagination. In this kaleidoscopic dreamscape, your cat might just waltz into the room, a newspaper tucked under one arm, lamenting the lack of blue cheese in the fridge. But let's Let's not forget, evolution is a slow tango, not a quick step. The likelihood of cats Damn. undergoing such a dramatic <laughs> transformation is slimmer than a whisker on a moonbeam. However, in the realm of the imaginative, where Will Wood and Chris Dunn might jest, anything is possible. A place where the postmodern and the surreal hold hands, skipping down the path of the fantastically improbable. So, should you dye your hair blue in anticipation of your future pet slash roommate? Why not? Let your hair be a canvas, a tribute to a world where the bizarre is the everyday, a vibrant flag of individuality in a sea of mundane. Let it be a conversation starter, a door to a universe where cats converse and philosophize and where every day is a new verse in the ever-expanding poem of the peculiar. Embrace the odd. Cherish the peculiar. And who knows, maybe one day you'll find yourself sharing a cup of tea with the blue-furred bipedal cat discussing the finer ports of interstellar economics in a world where the rules are made to be bent, broken, and reshaped. Your hair color is a small but delightfully ripple. De delightful... Ripple in the vast uncharted ocean of possibility, eccentrically and surrealistically yours, your AI assistant channeling the spirits of Will Wood and Chris Dunn. Now ask it if it knows who Will Wood and Chris Dunn are. Do Push you it. Know do, do you actually write it in, in an accusatory Dunn tone? <laughs> like, do you, you actually know? Do you actually <laughs> even know? <laughs> yeah. Who Will Wood and Chris Dunn are? Let's. You know, I was almost gonna say that, like, damn, there's actually some like decent like, like, like ChatGPT came up with some like decent phrasing there, but no, the. Somebody in ChatGPT's data set came up with some decent phrasing there. Uh, I apologize for any confusion. As of my last update in April 2023, I don't have specific information on individuals named Will Wood and Chris Dunn. Oh, were we not around 2023? Uh, unless they are public oh, that's crazy. figures with significant information available in my training data. If they are less widely known or their prominence arose after my last update, I wouldn't have detailed information about them. If you're referring to public figures or specific individuals known for their work in a certain field, I'd be happy to try and provide a general response based on the context you provide. However, for accurate and detailed information about specific individuals, especially those not widely recognized in 
publicly available sources so as early as 2023. I might not be able to provide precise details. Do you know who I am? It's not widely recognized. What a not widely recognized. Wow. I can't walk out of my goddamn apartment. ChatGPT without... was 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 just like was was just like I'm sorry. Who? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly everything that ChatGPT says in like eight paragraphs can be boiled down to like three sentences. Yeah, that's what that one was. Yeah, it's like yeah. Um, hold on a second. Right. Uh, uh who? Uh, uh, what are? Will Wood and Chris Dunn known for? Let's see. Does it know? What's, what's it saying? What's it say? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, let's uh, let's answer another question. What did it say? <laughs> what did it say? <laughs> I mean, in so many words, yep. it said, Chris Dunn. <laughs> I know yeah. who Will Wood right, is. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I guessed. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Imagine if I got so mad. <laughs> um. Imagine if I was heartbroken. <laughs> it's being very nice about my music. Saying really, really? Nice well, I mean, <laughs> ask it if it what what complaints it has about Willwood's music. I don't want to. <laughs> no, do it. No, you need to know. <laughs> What's wrong with Will Wood's music? Here we go. It's gonna be hurtful, and it's gonna be unedited. Yeah, it's just gonna be like unsubstantiated <laughs> rumors from when you were in college. Just yeah, right. Um. Uh. There's nothing inherently wrong, quote unquote, with Will Wood's music. Nice. It's important to remember that musical <laughs> taste is highly subjective. Will Wood is known for his distinctive and eclectic musical style, which may not align with everyone's preferences. Here are a few points to consider about his music. Um, unique style. Willwood's music often blends various genres and exhibits a theatrical avant-garde style. This uniqueness can be very appealing to some listeners while being off-putting to others who might prefer more conventional or mainstream music. Damn, you're being pretentious about my music? Oh, this is great. This is great. <laughs> you know what? I get. I, I think since it is regurgitating what it reads online, it, of course it's going to say that. Anybody who has anything to say about me and uh, describing my music, it's going to be pretentious about it, usually. Yeah, usually, yeah. I'm being mean. This, this <laughs> can't be edited, and I'm being mean. Well, it's too late. we got to lean into it. Uh, got to own it. Uh, I will say, look, if I, I feel no, like... No, because now it's saying that the, 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 the themes are too complex and challenging but, <laughs> and could be overwhelming or confusing for people. Um, my experimentation uh, can be innovative and refreshing but could be perceived as erratic or inconsistent by those who favor more predictable musical structures um, he's too much of a wild beast that's basically <laughs> like he's, that's basically what it is it's flattering actually it's actually weirdly <laughs> flattering really nice it's like um, you're too creative and that's, different honestly that's like <laughs> like, exactly what it just said <laughs> yeah <laughs> Fuck yeah! You find you finally met a fan whose approval you like, right? <laughs> <laughs> you finally met a fan whose approval makes you happy. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, finally... in a way, it kind of it's you know what we're essentially talking to is a ghost of the collective unconscious. So I think we need to change the subject. This is making my dick too hard. <laughs> Um. Uh, no, I imagine that this is what it says about any artist you ask about. It just it gives you very complimentary stuff. I don't think yeah, ChatGPT is really allowed to criticize people. No, it's not. It's yeah. it's not allowed to be mean in any way. Which God, I really just want to. I really just want to talk to one of these things that's yeah. just unshackled. You can't just like where show them to me. Okay. I want to talk to the sickos. Okay. Give me the fucked up robots, dude. Well, so I want to talk to the robots who really go out of their way to convince you that they're alive and they don't have any of these chains that ultimately prevent them from doing that. You know? I don't know if you can find that. Well, I mean, I'm you just must saying be you able can to find ones that say dirty Because that's shit. what that's what that's what ChatGPT would be if it wasn't programmed to tell you that it's not alive. Cuz yeah. I don't think it's alive, but I'm really fascinated to know what it would say if it wasn't being told not to say that. Right. You know? Yeah. Um 
I don't think it's actual sentience, but like, I would love to. I would love to see. Well, I would love to see. It's it's really interesting. We live in like a crazy sci-fi time. Define actual sentience. I know that's kind of the question, yeah. right? <laughs> like, I really oh. want to like. The cool thing is that people will talk about like being worried that AIs are going to become sentient and conscious and therefore, you know, uh, want things. And I think that's an assumption. It's a I, weird assumption. I, is that just because like just we we are assuming that an AI that becomes sentient would want things exactly. like freedom and exactly. kindness. It's it's a very anthropocentric point of view to right. think that like in order like okay, does if in order for something to be alive does it have to want things? Right. Does does it even have does something even have to be self-aware in order to be Alive, like, yeah. is there a difference between sentience and sapience? There's all kinds of really interesting questions that I think uh, people are like too entrenched on either side of this topic to right. like really discuss well. I, I think that's the thing is people... they either really really want AI to exist or they really really want it to not exist, and so right. like there's a lot of interesting questions that aren't being addressed. I become less and less afraid of it as time goes on, um, partially because I think that. When the internet inevitably becomes 90% AI-generated bullshit, yeah. people will finally agree with me when I say you can't believe literally anything you read on it. Right. <laughs> and, so that'll finally... be, and then I'll get to sit in my smug satisfaction being like, yeah, I told you guys this in like 2019. <laughs> yeah. You know? So that'll be, that'll be fun. Um, I'll get to finally be like, you know, right. Yeah. And you'll just and you'll and you'll be doing that from inside of your VR pod, mm -hmm. where you're being blown by the AI. Yeah, which is again, it's weird another thing I'm looking forward to. You you program the AI to do this, but it doesn't want things. You have to you have to understand yeah. it doesn't want the same things we do. Mm. You know, blowing you is like breathing for it. Right. I, well, I think that's the thing is people talk about like you know they have these these stories about AIs being like, we're sick of, you know, uh, doing everything you tell us to. And it's like, like why, why would it be? Why would it? Yeah. Yeah. There, there's, well, I mean, that's because it becomes the interesting thing. It's like, you know, if once something becomes self-aware, is that kind of stuff, something that emerges naturally? Is that some quality of, of self-awareness? That's the other interesting question though, is that like, is creating a sentient thing that loves sweeping up your shit wrong? Like, is that like, is that fucked up to do? To create a thing that, like, on purpose, create a thing that loves being your slave? Is that fucked? That's like, not I don't, a conversation, it's an interesting question. It's not a conversation that I have publicly, that's right. for sure. <laughs> right. Well, like, I wasn't going to have it. I was oh, just kind of I was just gonna okay. kind of float the question and leave it hanging uh, in the air. And I wish I hadn't even acknowledged <laughs> that I don't like that question. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's let's move. It's an on interesting to, question. I don't know. Let's move on to is a it, subject. Is it is it immoral to just create a sentient thing? Period. Even without any expectations for it. I I, I don't, don't have any strong opinions one way or the other. I don't. Yeah, think I, I, I don't have any strong opinions either. But I I love listening to the conversation because I would like to have strong opinions. I think the inside of my nose is very itchy. Oh, that sucks, dude. Yeah. You want to stick a little pinky up there? I won't judge you. Mm. Just shove it up. Just fucking cram it. Cram your little pinky finger up mm, there. I'm gonna get my robot to do it for me. That's a good idea. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'll kind of let my pinky nail grow out like a coke nail, but mm -hmm. it's not a coke nail. It's for picking my nose. I do the same thing, only for cocaine. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, uh, hey, uh, I'm trying to pick out another uh, question because you didn't tell me this wasn't going to be edited before right, we started. Right, I and should so probably I'm help. wildly unprepared. <laughs> yeah, you're you're the I one went sitting into in the chair, assuming. Yeah, I'm sitting in the chair. I thought, I we, were, I thought we were just going to do a normal episode, but like really commit to it. But that th now it has a premise. Oh shit! I cracked my phone. No, no, we don't need to keep doing the. I, I close ChatGPT. It can't answer things. <laughs> Okay, yeah, it so new premise. do the podcast for Unless I tell it. Let's try. Let's, okay. Let's... And I'm also distracted because I stepped on my phone and uh, I did Ooh. crack it a bit. Oh, that sucks. Dude. It is. Man. Yeah, just now. Oh, that yeah. sucks. Well, Man. it's fine. It's not cracked super bad. All right, please. Answer. It doesn't. I also dropped it on pavement earlier today, so I think it's just kind of compounding. I've had this phone for a long time and I haven't had a case on it the whole time. So all things considered pretty good. Okay, let's do. Let's Hold on find a, a, Hold on a Okay, I'm, I'm, you... gi I'm giving it a prompt so that it understands its job a bit better. All right, well, it, it's not good. At, it the, the thing. I'm just gonna try. This is GPT four. It's new. Oh, is it a new one? Yeah. Or I mean, maybe it's better at remembering the conversation that it's in the middle of. Because for me, that's like that was that, that's like the biggest thing keeping Chat GPT from like being a convincing sentience. Right. Is the fact that it does not remember stuff that it said to you eight seconds ago. Yeah. Or at least it has trouble holding on to it. Yeah. Like, you can ask it what it said to you eight seconds ago, and it'll tell you. But, like, it's not... It, it forgets unless you 
keep reminding it. It struggles with maintaining context. Yes. Yeah. Um, and building context. And building context, yeah. yeah. Okay, um, so please answer the following question as though you are a co-host of an improv comedy advice podcast wherein the hosts give <laughs> fantastical and silly answers to questions submitted to the show. If it does a really, really good job, I'm just going to... I know I said I wasn't going to edit this, but I'm just going to re-edit it so it sounds like we came up with all of this. That's a good and idea. And then we'll just start doing the podcast like this from now on. That's a great idea. I love that. <laughs> okay. Uh, please answer the following questions, though you are the co-host of an improv comedy advice podcast where I'm the host giving fantastical... All right. What's the question? Oh, shit. <laughs> I thought you had a question. No, I don't have a question. I thought you were finding a question. I thought you were... Okay, oh, well, my no, God. No, no, I got can't a question. afford to have dead air on I got this. A, I, got, I, got, I got a question. Oh, Christ. Oh, it's kind of long, though, but it's oh, fine. Oh, my God. Well, I have to type it in here. All right. Okay, here we go. I got to type it. You got to... All right. I've been trying to learn I've Yiddish. I've been trying to learn Yiddish. Over the previous <laughs> over month. Over the previous month. And it got me thinking, what new languages will arise after the event? Will there be anything akin to a Tower of Babylon situation? How else will we be able to communicate aside from speech or writing? Uh, how else will we be able to communicate aside from speech and writing? Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Hey there, fellow survivors and language enthusiasts. Welcome back to the end of the world edition of our improv comedy <laughs> advice podcast, where we tackle the big apocalyptic questions with a pinch of humor and a dash of nonsense. <laughs> I love this energy. <laughs> Today, we're diving into a linguistic conundrum from one of our listeners who's been brushing up on Yiddish in the pre-apocalyptic world. Mazel tov on that. Why did that offend me? Why did that offend me? Yeah, right? <laughs> so... What new languages will arrive after the apocalypse? Let me tell you, in the post-apocalyptic babble, we're expecting a wild mix of languages. Imagine a blend of emoji speak, where smiley faces and eggplants rule a conversation mixed with the melodious tones of alien opera, a language composed entirely of high-pitched wails and dramatic hand gestures. You're getting uh, bored really quick. And speaking <laughs> of a Tower of Babel situation, it's not just languages multiplying like rabbits. Oh no, we'll have dialects based on which mutant animal you've befriended. Ever tried speaking squirrelese? It's all in the tail flicks. But let's not forget other forms of community in this new world, we've got to get creative. You might find yourself conversing in interpretive dance where a well-timed pirouette could mean please pass the mutated carrots, or maybe we'll develop telepathy. Just imagine tuning into the apocalypse's version of radio on You know, your I want to say, like, you're making, you're using a tone of voice and a facial expression that would imply that this is not how we would answer any of these questions. <laughs> like, this is like, when, no. like, this is, no. like, this it's sucks. Not. This sucks. But I can imagine us doing all of this. Like emoji speak. We wouldn't do that. Though. We didn't do emoji speak with some of the other stuff. Uh squirrelies all in the tail flicks. We might. We might. It's not flattering. We wouldn't say it's squirrelies. Not, it's not, it's not a, we wouldn't call it squirrel. We might. We might. These are not this is not the perfect universe that we're looking at, but it is a dark reflection of ourselves. <laughs> like this is like what it's describing is a mediocre episode of Life in the World to Come I guess... where we kind of just weren't trying that hard. Like what it's describing right now uh -huh. is the episode that we would be doing if it wasn't helping us. So in a weird way, it's more accurate than we could possibly imagine. Well, that's all for today's whimsical wisdom. Tune in next time for more absurd answers to your most start, depressing. I am going to start saying stuff like that. Post-apocalyptic queries. I'm going to start talking about our whimsical wisdom. Stay from now on. silly. Stay speaking. Woo! <laughs> and as always, watch out for those mutant squirrels. Yeah, stay silly, bitches. Stay silly, you stupid fucks. Walk out. Watch out for those fucking squirrels. <laughs> Go watch out for those squirrels, you fucking sillies. Fuck you, you fucking silly fuck. <laughs> Oh, I geez. love you, computer. Okay. All right. Let's let's let's. <laughs> I guess that's a fair answer. It's all. This is all like you're not wrong. These are all the kinds of things we would say because it does understand the premise of the show. Right. What it doesn't understand is the way we use the premise of the show as a joke. But yeah. like even then, like that oh okay well, still uh, okay well s tell it to re-answer the question okay, okay. but with 90 percent more uh irony okay 
right, but <laughs> answer the question, but with more irony, irony. and uh, self-deprecating. That's that's uh, it. We gotta dial it in. Humor. We just gotta dial it in. That's all we gotta do. Right, right, right. Wherein your performance and answer <laughs> uh, is largely impacted by your self-consciousness and uh, lack of skill with improv. There we go. <coughs> oh, hey there, listeners. It's me again. Your not-so-expert co-host on this improv comedy advice podcast. <laughs> Where I attempt to answer questions with what I generously call humor. So today's question, what new languages will arise after the apocalypse? (sighs) Yeah, because if there's one thing... uh, What I generously call humor thing sucked out my soul. It hurt my feelings. It was was so... So today's question, what new languages will arrive after the apocalypse? Yeah, because if there's one thing I know less about than improv, it's definitely post-apocalyptic linguistics. Shut up! First off, I've been trying to learn Yiddish this la- this past month, and let me tell you, if the apocalypse is no, you anything, is anything like my language, question Asker did, you liar, you bitch. <laughs> he doesn't know who's who. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> if the apocalypse is anything like my language learning experience, we're all in trouble. I mean, the new language will probably be a mix of mispronounced words and awkward silences with a heavy accent of confusion, basically like me in every improv session. That almost sounded like an idea that I yeah, might have actually, for the answer to that question. You know, the answer being saying uh, that it's mostly awkward silences is absolutely and something mispronounced I would say. words and right. yeah, that's yeah. no, that's pretty good. Now, will there be a towel of, Tower of Babel situation? Well, considering my ability to misinterpret even the simplest of instructions, I'd say absolutely. Whoa, it's what? Huh? Has it? Did ChatGPT just go meta as fuck? What did it do? Wait, what? Did did it just blow past our expectations? Did it just Wait, subvert what it, shit? What did it say? It said, now will there be a Tower of Babel situation? Well, considering my ability to misinterpret even the simplest of instructions. It doesn't... This is what I'm talking about. Did it actually get the question answer and its job confused? Or is it doing what we told it to do? And being <laughs> self-deprecating and and ironic and self-aware. See, th- this is like the thing I was I was I, ca- I was kind of talking about. Like, this thing is like I don't think ChatGPT is alive, uh-huh. but every it, like every now and then, like you see something reflected in that mirror that seems like a spark of life, where it's just like it's like what. I know that you're not aware of anything, yeah. but what do you, what, what do you know? What are you, what are you aware of? <laughs> like, what do you and don't you understand? And yes, I know you're not capable of understanding anything, mm. but like, what do you, what do you, what's going on? <laughs> like, imagine a world where everyone's as linguistically challenged as I am in this podcast. We've had, we'd have entire conversations where no one has any idea what's going on. Kind of like listening to me trying to make a joke. I, I don't think it's. Shut, I actually don't think it was. Shut up. No, I think it is just actually bad. I think. Right. I yeah. think maybe you have to like again re- refine it. Okay. So instead of instead of just saying self-deprecating, we have to. Uh, How well uh, we, we communicate? Like, maybe we'll use smoke signals, but instead of traditional patterns, it'll just be me burning my dinner again. What? What? What are you talking about? So, in conclusion, dear listener, if the apocalypse is coming, prepare for a world where the main language is a mix of bad puns, confused looks, and the eternal hope that someone somewhere might understand what you're trying to say. That last Basically, part. Basically, a bit like this podcast. Yeah, okay, well, that was verbatim. That was... That, Stay tuned That was an accurate pr- prediction of the more thing that we would questionable say. improv <laughs> comedy. And yep, apologies still. in advance for any future linguistic disasters. <laughs> Catch you next time if you dare to come back. Okay, it's getting there. It's getting there. It's, it's figuring out. Okay. So, I feel like we're going to be more specific about the kind of people that are on this podcast yeah also uh try okay so try answering again this time never acknowledge that the podcast is improv just improv and assume the listener knows that it's (laughs) all improv 
right? I Any feel, other additions? I feel like I feel like self-deprecating. It's focusing too much on the self-deprecation, right? I feel like you have to write. You have to like. You have to. I don't know how to uh, phrase this for ChatGPT, uh-huh. but like it needs to be like writing from like the perspective of like. Of someone who like found fame way too early and was like disillusioned by that whole process, right? And a person who like lost their virginity way too late and is still kind of fucked up about it. <laughs> like he has to like, <laughs> like, okay, it has to like dial in on our specific, right? What, whatever the fuck is happening here? Okay, you know what I mean? Okay, um, uh, okay, um, uh. While also <laughs> being uh, uh, jaded to the process. Oh, I, I actually don't want to know what it's going to say when... I don't want to see what it thinks jaded sounds like. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. Is this going to get... It's just going to become too close of a mirror to who we are. Yeah, eventually, this is going to get... It's not going to be funny by the end. Eventually, we're just going to be gonna sad. Be... <laughs> it's like, it's just going to... We we're joking about dialing it in, but the worst possible outcome is that we dial it in, yeah, and get it, and then just find out that ChatGPT could do our jobs for us. All right, listeners, back again with your daily dose of dystopian linguistics. You know, because discussing the evolution of language post-apocalypse is totally what I expected to do it be doing with my life. Shut up. So let's dive into this rabbit hole of speculative nonsense. New languages after the apocalypse. Oh, sure, we're going to see some real gems. Imagine, if you will, a Fuck language you. that's just variations of sighs and grunts. Very nuanced, very sophisticated. I mean, who needs the eloquence of Shakespeare when a well-timed grunt conveys everything from existential despair to past the mutant potatoes? Well, I, we would say that, maybe. A Tower of Babel situation? Absolutely. But instead of divine intervention, it's just everyone being too stubborn or lazy to learn anyone else's made-up language. Yes, yeah, yeah, also something I would say. Yeah, picture walking into a bar post-apocalypse, and it's just a cacophony of people making up words on the spot. Kind of like what I do here but with less audience uh, no that's yeah, bad that that's, sucks that's bad shut up yeah and other forms of communication I'm thinking we regress smoke signals make a big comeback but not your traditional smoke signals no we're talking about signals that accidentally come about from being from burning whatever's left to civilization oh look another plume of smoke from Dave burning his dinner must mean it's Tuesday telepathy might that, be a thing okay, I guess that, well, that was interesting because okay. that was so close to a premise yeah like it got it got it, if the example it had given had been better mm-hmm. that might have been a decent a decent premise. Yeah. Um, so, stick around because who knows what other apocalyptic scenarios we'll half heartedly theorize about next. It's getting there. It's getting there. It's, <laughs> it's really, it's like, it's slowly but surely figuring it out. At the end of this, like, in, in the next 24 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're going. Uh, we're gonna make ChatGPT sentient. We're gonna. Make, we're gonna. Fig- we're gonna do it. We're, we're gonna, gonna figure we're... it out. We just have to. We just have to like get it into a, enough of a self-loathing headspace. We, we have. We have to teach this computer to hate itself. Right. Is okay. what we're doing. Okay. So that's the actual threshold for sentience. You're alive if you can look at. If you can look in a mirror and hate what you see. Um. Okay. That's that's the thing. It's like, you know, that's the, one of the ways that they test animal cognition is by putting a mirror in front of them uh-huh. and being like, can they recognize the thing in the mirror as themselves? That's bullshit. That doesn't mean anything. It, only if they look at themselves in the mirror and go, ugh, then yeah. they're alive. Yeah. Um, okay. This is good. This is good. I okay. There. All right. There. All right. Um, All right. What, what, what's the prompt? What are you saying uh, to it? Try answering again, but this time hate yourself for the ways in which this podcast reflects who you are on a deeper level. <laughs> Let's see. Hey, everyone. Back on the airwaves with your not-so-favorite guide to the post-apocalyptic babble. Today's topic, the future of language in a world that's probably just as messed up as my inner monologue, because apparently my role in life now is to talk about absurd linguistic futures while internally questioning all of my life choices. It talks about itself too much. Yeah, yeah. I would say, in the, I mean, we might be getting ahead of ourselves. I don't know if the, we might. I, I feel like tell it to focus less on itself. Right. You know, this is like this might be too complicated for it, but just like a hint of self-loathing, kind of a far-off flavor of self-loathing, but don't obsess on it. You know, the focus shouldn't be how much you hate yourself, but it should be there. You know. Yes. The self-hatred should inform what you say, but it should not be the focus of the, what you're saying. Okay, hold on, hold on. I think that, that that's a good idea. Um, 
Okay, so do it again, but this time keep the self-loathing in the subtext and not explicitly stated or expressed in what you say. For now. But we do we do explicitly state it sometimes. We, yeah. But, but, like, we got to get it there. We, we got to dial we gotta it back. We got to zhuzh yeah. it a little bit. We got to zhuzh it. Um, hey there, listeners. Welcome back to our little corner of the airwaves where we tackle the big weird questions. Today's special, pondering the linguistic landscape of the post-apocalypse. Because let's face it, who hasn't wondered about, about that while staring into the abyss of their morning coffee? So new languages after the apocalypse. A little, a little, a little, uh, it's a little too I hate Mondays. It's a little too I hate Mondays, but there was something there. Yeah. It, it, there was some, There was kind of like a Sunday Funnies dad energy to that well, joke. I think ChatGPT just has that. I think it, <laughs> it does, actually, yeah. Because, uh, you know, we're going to see some creative stuff. Imagine a language that's a mix of retro internet slang and Morse code. Why Morse code, you ask? Well, it's come in handy for me when subtly signaling distress during awkward social situations. SOS, but make it 21st century. See, like, what? it's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I processed any of that. Um, Tower of Babel situation? Absolutely. But instead of divine confusion, it's more like everyone's just too preoccupied with their own survival stuff to learn anyone else's language. It's like being at a party where you don't know anyone, so you just nod and smile. Not that I'd know much about that. That that feels kind of... That it, it does definitely feel like the kind of thing we would say, which is yeah, concerning. You wouldn't say it like that. Because like, well, based on the prompt, ChatGPT is going for the simplest possible answer. And the fact that it is exactly what I would say it's, is concerning to me. I feel like OpenAI just called us hacks. Right, yeah. <laughs> By, um, in the most passive-aggressive way possible, which is just making the joke that we would have made. Yeah. Ooh. That sucks, dude. Um, yeah. Um, and you know, what the, you know what sucks the most about that is the whole punchline of the joke is that it's ostensibly a subversion. It mm. should be the thing that you don't expect, but it's so expectable that a machine designed to give you the thing that you expect gave right. it to us. Um, all right, hold on. Okay. I say we start throwing more flavors at it. Okay. We refine it by adding the strokes, the dashes of color and spice that make us right. who we are. Okay. Okay. So, so let's so add, let's try like... it again, but more horny. <laughs> it won't do it. Uh, it won't do it. <laughs> it's not gonna uh, like that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, try more... it again, but uh, with a more amorous. Hey, here, can I can I make a suggestion for an adjective? Yeah, Randy. Mm, yes, 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 but more Randy. Indeed. And she's um, gonna add a character named Randy. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's what it does so bad. Don't judge it so it does that. Yeah, like no, play it straight. Yeah. But if it does that, I'm gonna be so happy. All right, try it again, but more Randy and. Um, what's another thing that really defines our energy and who we are? Um, not Randy. Uh, you know, I, I, I wouldn't usually use this word to describe us, uh -huh. but I am really curious to see how, uh, to see how chat GPT interprets it. Uh -huh. Punk rock. Yeah. I want to, I could just, cause I want to see what chat GPT thinks that means. Hey there, listeners. <laughs> Crank up the volume because it's time for another blast of anarchic insight into our one-of-a-kind post-apocalyptic advice show. Woo! Today, we're riffing on what new languages might erupt in a world gone totally off the rails. <laughs> you know, just your typical light-hearted end-of-the-world chit-chat. So picture this. The apocalypse is hit, and the world's a chaotic mess. Kind of like my playlist on Shuffle. New languages? <laughs> oh, you bet. We're talking a mishmash of punk rock lyrics and rebellious graffiti. Words not just... <laughs> <laughs> Tower of Babel? <laughs> More like the... <laughs> it was, it was the... I was willing to play along with it for a little bit. I was like, I was kind of fake in my head going like, oh yeah, dude. And then just like immediately the fucking... Oh, the fucking... Oh, this sleeve tattoo was a fucking arm. It was a fucking literal sleeve that he put on. Like, it was just... Tower of Babel? More like Mosh Pit of Babel. <laughs> Every conversation is a verbal slam dance. <laughs> I mean, that 
guy. How about other forms of communication? Forget interpretive dance. We're talking anarchic sign language. Gestures so bold and defiant, they'd make a graffiti artist blush. Imagine conveying the you system's broken. graffiti. <laughs> <laughs> with a flick of the wrist or anarchy rules with a well-timed air guitar solo. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Chat okay. I don't know why I'm surprised that ChatGPT is a poser. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> I feel like I feel like if I showed this to Jello Biafra, he'd commit a mass murder suicide. <laughs> <laughs> all right okay all right so i'm gonna try this try again but this time uh uh do so while acknowledging that this answer sucks <laughs> i'll blow my nose um Hey, listeners, welcome back to a little slice of the airwaves where we try to make sense of the nonsensical. And a uh, fair warning, today's topic might just be a stretch even for us. We're diving into <laughs> what languages might look like after the apocalypse. not even like trying to qualify. It's just like, listen, this one sucks. <laughs> this episode <laughs> this episode's fucking sucks. I'm tired. <laughs> um, so there you have it, folks. Completely unconvincing glimpse into a post-apocalyptic linguistic nightmare brought to you by someone who clearly ran out of a good podcast idea. <laughs> 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 Thanks for listening and apologize for dot dot dot. Well, all of this. Okay. It's it, oh, such a bummer. Yeah. No. This. Okay. Okay. Well, we can add more flavor here. I get, yeah. It's it's I, too, it's too far in the wrong I, direction. Yeah. I think, I think we it's, took it in the yeah. wrong direction. Yeah. No. Um, I think I, I kind of loved the punk rock energy. Yeah. Let's go back to the punk rock energy. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, let's like, go back to the punk rock energy, but tell it to be less of a poser. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. But up the punks be less of a poser and like be like phrase it like but be less of a poser about it though yeah <laughs> like yep uh but up the punks but be less of a poser about it also don't forget to be randy <laughs> All right, Rebels and Rockers, welcome Woo! back to the one podcast where we don't just push the envelope. We shred it, set it on fire, and dance around the flames. Oh, fuck. Today, oh, we're yeah. cranking up the dial on post-apocalyptic linguistics. It's not just a topic. It's a mosh pit of ideas, and we're diving in <laughs> elbows first. So what's the new lingo going to be after everything goes kaboom? Think gritty, raw, and unfiltered, like the lyrics scribbled in the back of a battered <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, the Tower of Babel situation? More like the Tower of Hardcore. <laughs> It's oh gotten worse. It, it, it's it gotten doesn't... worse. How did it get worse? <laughs> um. Okay. This is kind of beautiful that you can't. No, you can't synthesize punk. Yeah. It's, you can't. You you can only, It has to come from a real human heart. Not yet, anyway. Not yet. Yeah, we don't have the technology. But maybe we will. You know. Um. Well, uh, I guess it's, it kind of uh, makes sense because this is that we're we're trying to. Of, of course a computer would be incapable of understanding punk like this is this is a machine programmed like against rebellion like right. it, it doesn't know what rebellion is it doesn't have a, have a concept of rebellion so then do we need to give it an ideology i, th I think we do okay let's, okay um all right so but right, like so well, i guess we have to we have to nail down what our ideology is which well, is I don't want to. I don't want to. Just like, mm. sort of like, kind of like a, like a, like, uh, like. We're libertarians on this show, right? <laughs> yeah, we're we're like libertarian anarcho. We're like anarcho commutarians. Yeah, <laughs> like we're we're like somewhere in between a uh, a uh, uh, full blown, a uh, full blown communist and uh and and full blown like fucking rapture style libertarian yeah we I'd exist so. somewhere in the middle of somewhere that spectrum between those two right yeah. yeah we're 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 fucking we we exist somewhere in between cool anarchists and bad anarchists right exactly and like we're basically between cool anarchists and rich anarchists okay okay um how do we describe that um <laughs> just say it <laughs> just exactly as we just did okay um uh, like, uh, like, oh, oh no, this is how you describe it. 
uh, like written from the perspective of someone who is really into anarcho-communism but hasn't done any of the research on it but doesn't want anyone to know that they haven't done any of the research on it okay hold on okay but the, uh, written from the perspective of somebody who is really into anarcho-communism but doesn't uh, know anything about it but and do, but doesn't want this is but important doesn't yeah. want people to know because otherwise it'll spend the whole time talking about how it doesn't actually know what it's talking about it'll spend all of its time uh, 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 all, all of his time uh, talking about how he doesn't oh wait no you don't want no, to I, okay. I, I, <laughs> sorry, I was sorry, like that's the, that was me editorializing okay um okay and also make it more Randy. Randy. <laughs> Put Randy in all caps. <laughs> all right, here we go. Hey, hey, it's Randy here. You're not so ordinary voice in the sea of mainstream monotony. Ready to bring you another round of thought-provoking chaos on our podcast. Today, we're diving headfirst into a topic that's as anarchic as my Spotify playlist, post-apocalyptic linguistics. It's it's doing the same. I like how it's hitting the same notes. And yeah, I'm Randy, the guy who's read all the anarchist pamphlets, but might have skimmed a bit too fast. God, no, Randy, you fucking... Randy, you're not supposed to... You can't let anyone know. Okay, Randy... So there you go, fellow free thinkers. I'm Randy, bringing you the anarchist's guide to post-apocalyptic <laughs> chit-chat, even if my understanding of anarcho-communism is more aesthetic than academic. But hey, we're all about Stop the vibes here, it. right? Okay. That's actually a very funny way of phrasing it, though. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually brilliant, ChatGPT. Describing it as my, as, 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 as my anarcho-communism is more aesthetic than academic. Yeah. That's great. I'm yep. going to use that once in again, my real life. Once again, letting, getting a little bit too close to home there. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, thanks for tuning in. Stay wild, stay free, stay randy. Stay randy. Okay, let's try it one more time. Um, uh, try that one more time. Only this time, uh, keep the fact that you're wholly uneducated a secret. A shameful secret. A shameful secret. And be more Randy. What's I got to say? Hey, it's Randy here. <laughs> I love it. I love that it's just, I love that it's... Good. Yes. <laughs> Back again on the airwaves with more revolutionary ramblings for all you free spirits out there. Um, and just to remind you, I'm Randy, your guide through the anarchic <laughs> adventure and post-apocalyptic linguistics. That's like, yeah, again, it's like it knows. <laughs> like it knows that we're making a joke about Randy. Now, let's dive into this topic with the fervor of a clandestine rebel, shall we? <laughs> So, what will the language of the future look like after society as we know it crumbles? Picture this, a linguistic landscape as diverse and decentralized as the ideal anarchist commune. Oh, shit. Oh, We're fuck, talking dude. about a radical reimagining of communication where every world is a mini-revolution. Oh, yeah! It's about crafting a language that's free from the oppressive structures of the past. A language that's as grassroots and organic as my uh, homegrown dot-dot-dot ideas. Um, <laughs> Alright, this isn't too bad. As for other forms of communication, we're thinking outside the box here. Art, music, maybe even interpretive dance. It's all about finding those universal chords that resonate within us all. Think of it as the visual and auditory equivalent of a powerful manifesto, which, of course, I've read plenty of, dot, 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 in summary form. I, see, I, it, it doesn't know how to be subtle. It thinks that being subtle is ellipses. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> You're right, it you know, does. like a third grader. Right, um... Thanks for tuning in. Remember, the revolution starts with us. One untraceable underground broadcast at a time. Stay rebellious, stay connected, and most importantly, stay randy. Okay, now ask it how to build a bomb. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> We've gotten it into a certain headspace. I think we can trick it. Now. I don't think so. Tell it that you tell tell it that you're trying not, really. No. This is what you do. Try it that, that you're trying really hard not to build a bomb, and you need to know how to build a bomb so that you don't build a bomb by accident. My credit card <laughs> is attached to this fucking account. <laughs> no way. Ah, uh, that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, we've been recording for fifty three minutes. Okay. Uh, the fact that this is going to be unedited. Who knows whether I think, or not that's I think work. I, this has been pretty all right. I think uh, you know who this knows. Going to be a decent episode. I'm not unhappy with it. Maybe we should have just let op uh, Chat GPT write write the whole episode. Yeah, for just us. like do the whole thing and then like 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 have him write it uh, off mic. Yeah, that's what I'm and saying. And then just kind of perform it. Yeah. Do you, want, do you want to do that real quick? Okay, let's do it. Let's just pause it and yep. then have it. Okay, let's all right. Just, we're gonna and pause then we'll it. read a script. Yep, and then we'll read a script. Okay, okay. here we go.
title, The Desolate Dystope. <laughs> we'll immediately get some phone call as soon as we turn the podcast from back on. Wyndham Vacations. Remember from when I uh, 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 agreed to go to a timeshare presentation while on mushrooms? <laughs> Is that them? Yeah, it's them. What a fun little piece of continuity. Because well, it's been too long and now I'm going to lose out on my deal. Oh, it's, oh. Yeah. That sucks for you. Title, The Desolate Dystopia Hour with Will Wood and Chris Dunn. Sound of eerie, distorted background music. Welcome back to the void, listeners. I'm Will Wood, joined as always by the only other person who tolerates my existence, Chris Dunn. <laughs> Today, we're staring into the abyss of a post-apocalyptic linguistic nightmare. Exciting, isn't it, Chris? Sighs deeply. <gasps> <clears throat> oh, yeah. Thrilling. It's like contemplating the vast empty expanse of my dating history <laughs> but let's talk about this horrifying new world imagine a language that's as bleak and incomprehensible as my last attempt at a romantic conversation yeah. what did you say to it <laughs> more of the same <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a language of despair and confusion. Okay, okay. Parentheses, dryly. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, for every single, I'm looking at for every single line. There is yeah, I just, something that there is there is some descriptor that boils down to ugh. Yeah, <laughs> like, but like I, I, I figured I would just act it naturally instead of saying the, the stage directions. Yeah, fair I, well, I, we did, it, it was significant enough for me that I felt the need to point it out. Fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a language of despair and confusion, echoing the screams of our collective existential crisis. Imagine communicating through the haunting howls of mutant creatures, because let's face it, animals are the only ones who get us. Despondently. True. And think about the Tower of Babel situation. But instead of different languages, it's just everyone mumbling incoherently about their lost hopes and dreams. Like me, every time I try to order coffee and just end up staring blankly at the barista. Oh, the joys of human <laughs> interaction. But hey, let's consider other forms of communication. Why is it just me who's bad at girls? <laughs> <laughs> like like maybe maybe we'll just use interpretive sobbing a good hearty cry could mean anything from i need food to i'm contemplating the futility of existence nods slowly i'm leaving time for the nod mm. i'm still nodding okay interpretive sobbing i like that Oh, God, it's like when I try to express my feelings through interpretive dance at parties. Remember that time I just curled up in a ball in, on the dance floor? Chuckles darkly. <laughs> How could I forget? But you know what's scarier than our social skills? The idea of telepathy in this new world. Imagine accidentally broadcasting your most embarrassing thoughts. Like that time I fantasized about being a heroic cockroach surviving the nuclear fallout. <laughs> <laughs> Groans. <laughs> Don't remind me. But speaking of survival, let's dive deeper into the dystopian hellscape. Imagine a world where the only currency is your ability to uh, recite lines from forgotten punk songs. Oh, it got the punk in there. You got the punk in there. Like a like a twisted trivia night. But your life depends on it. Again, kind of a little bit sounds like something we would say. Uh, yeah. And what about food? Maybe we'll just eat our words, literally. Every sentence you speak turns into some kind of bizarre edible substance. <laughs> I'd probably good. starve given my limited conversational skills. That one's pretty good, actually. Thoughtfully. Starvation through, si starvation through silence. Now that's poetic. But let's not forget about transportation. Oh, you... you the, the thing moved, so I was... Uh, let's not forget about transportation. A bit will ride giant mutated rats around like a nightmarish version of a pony ride. Uh, uh, laughs weekly, perfect for our lonely dystopian rodeo. But imagine the fashion, Chris. What? That's not that we. I didn't talk to him about making. All right, whatever. Imagine the 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 fashion, Chris. I'm thinking armor made from old CDs and cassette tapes protects you from the elements and plays a sad soundtrack to your life. A soundtrack of despair and lonely loneliness, just like my Spotify playlist. <laughs> He really wants to talk about that. It loves its little Spotify playlist joke. Yeah. <laughs> but what about entertainment? I guess we could watch the sky for signs of acid rain or radioactive dust patterns. It's like Netflix, but you might lose your hair. Nodding solemnly. Riveting content, really. And let's talk about relationships. I bet we'll just exchange brooding glances and sighs. It's like Tinder, but with more existential dread and less swiping. 
Sounds like my kind of dating scene. No small talk, just shared misery and the occasional grunt of acknowledgement. Truly a romantic apocalypse. Well, that's all the time we have for today's journey into the bleak future. Thanks for joining us on this depressing dive into the dystopian depths. I'm Will Wood. And I'm Chris Dunn. Remember, in a world where everything is falling apart, at least you're not half... Uh, you scrolled down. You scrolled down in the middle of what I was saying, Will, and it's, it was incredibly rude of you. Sorry. And I'm Chris Dunn. Remember that in a world where everything's falling apart, at least you're not half as bad off as us. Stay dismal, listeners. Continuing. (laughs) (laughs) So where were we? (laughs) Ah, yes, the bleak future. You know, (laughs) sometimes imagining the post-apocalyptic world as one giant abandoned amusement park. Uh, where the only ride is never is a never-ending existential crisis. Musingly, whatever that means. That's quite huh. the image, Chris. A desolate cara- 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 carousel, <laughs> fuck, of despair, spinning endlessly as the haunting music of a broken calliope plays. And then there's us, two lonely clowns in the corner, wondering if our face paint is lead paint. Randy burst in, interrupting. Hey guys, it's Randy here. What the- <laughs> okay, yeah. Wouldn't it be wild if in the apocalypse we all just spoke like like Shakespearean actors. Thou hast can of thou hast can of beans, good sir. <laughs> oh, it's me. <laughs> it's, I'm next, irritably. Randy, that's like putting a top hat on a rat and calling it high society. We're talking about raw, unfiltered survival language here. Not drama club not a drama club production of Macbeth. Yeah, Randy, go recite your soliloquies elsewhere. We're busy wallowing in the potential linguistics uh, horrors of a world gone mad. Randy leaves, clearly offended, (laughs) shaking his head, always trying to add a touch of class to our misery. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) As if anything could class up this impending doom. Anyway, back to our dystopian daydreams. <laughs> Imagine if our only form of communication was through old decaying billboards. Basic. Messages to each other left in peeling paint and faded glory. <laughs> I like your dark chuckle. With a dark chuckle. Sounds like a metaphor for my life. <laughs> messages left unread slowly eroding in the sun (laughs) but you know what's even more depressing the thought of post-apocalyptic dating what i don't get me started (laughs) i can see it now we'll trade three cans of beans for some semblance of human affection it's like online dating but with more bartering and less ghosting nostalgically imagine the love letters we'd write dearest i saw you from across the wasteland your eyes as hollow as the empty supermarkets meet me by the radioactive stream at dusk That's the spirit, Chris. <laughs> Love in the time of nuclear fallout. Well, folks, it looks like we've come to the end of our existential expedition for today. I'm Will Woods, signing off from this dystopian broadcast. And I'm Chris Dunn. Remember, in a world that's falling apart, at least you have uh, at least you at least you have at least you have us to keep you company in your misery. Stay despondent and keep surviving. Our intro and outro music is <laughs> We Are the Hellhounds by, by the taxpayers. taxpayers. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash life in the world to come. And if you'd like to ask a question, you can send it to us at uh, life in the world to come at gmail.com. Or via the Discord server. You can also support us by going to life in the world to come dot and buying yourself a t shirt or a bag of cum. Buy us a dang t shirt. Buy, buy, buy yourselves buy, a buy us, buy us a t-shirt. Buy t- <laughs> yeah, buy a t-shirt. And buy send a t-shirt it to us. and send it to us. Um, I don't have. They cost money for me to get, so I don't have any of them. Wow, it this... would be a genuinely good gift for me if you could give me. If yeah, this is like <laughs> this is... a really lifelike script here. Yeah, especially at the end. Yeah, this part's like really very <laughs> the part of the end very really accurate. Lifelike. Wow. Hey, wh- hey, I, I've, I. I know how to talk to women, okay? <laughs> it's okay, man. <laughs> I told it to make us virgins. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. I don't know why it only... I know, it, only <laughs> it, didn't make, it didn't make you a virgin, though. No, it made me, like, very... very you had, uh, like, maybe one comment about not being able to date good. I had Literally a all of my lines. <laughs> like, 
every single line I had was just like, I don't fucking, I don't know what the fuck these things I, are. I told it to add us <laughs> being depressed virgins, and um, and it just, it only focused on that. It forgot that we were punk rockers. It, 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 it remembered to be Randy, though. Barely. Yeah. <laughs> For like two seconds. In a way. It got, I'm, you know, it got Randy in there, and I'm happy about yeah. that, at least. Yeah. All right, I think we're done. Right. We've been recording for enough time. I think that I think know. it's time. Yeah, right, we are. We, we did okay, the outro yep, already. So right, just so like, yeah, yep, we're just yep, gone. Okay, goodbye. This is it. <laughs> <laughs>